Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Have you ever felt like you've tried everything to heal from the pain of sexual abuse? and yet nothing seems to really be helping. Well, one of the reasons why most people struggle to break free from the pain of past child abuse is because the techniques out there are positioned as a one-size-fits-all answer. What I want you to know is that there are actually three distinct phases on the path to recovery, and I'd love to share with you about these phases, what issues you must resolve to move to the next phase, and what kinds of support you'll need in order to move forward as quickly and completely as possible. The road to recovery is much easier when you know what stage you're in and what to do next. So don't hesitate. Go to www.rachelgrantcoaching.com checklist and get your nine-page guide today. Now, on to our show. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. 
Now today we have here with us a very wonderful guest, Rebecca Potfitten, who will be sharing with us about her journey to wholeness through writing. Now, to tell you a little bit about Rebecca, she grew up in Delaware, and she graduated from, oh gosh, I hope I say it right, Kuka College in New York, <laughs> and she returned to the University of Delaware for her Master's in Arts in International Relations, and then she later earned her Master's of Business Administration from the University of Detroit. Her careers included urban planning and healthcare administration, and she retired as president of a home health care agency in Ohio. Subsequently, she served on five nonprofit boards, bringing her business acumen to each. So you can already tell that she's got a lot of life experience and has been uh, always had a heart for giving back and supporting communities. And then in 2008, she had this moment where she thought, you know what, it's time for something new. It's time to remake myself. So she moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, so attracted to the blue skies and the clean air and the landscape and the really vibrant arts community. that she actually wrote her book, Wave Rider, Poetic Journey from Abuse to Wholeness. So we're going to be talking about that journey um, that she went on of using writing to heal and um, and just how creativity plays such a role for her. Now she's hanging out in uh, West Grove, Pennsylvania and living life and and I'm so glad to have this opportunity to connect with her and for you all to get to hear her story of how she is, has moved from survivor to thriving and beyond surviving. So, Rebecca, thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you for being here. It's wonderful to be with you, Rachel. Thanks. So, you know, we came across each other by way of the world of the, the Internet <laughs> these days. You know, we, we get connected in so many wonderful ways, and I just thought, wow, this is such a cool, um, just really such a cool thing that Rebecca has created and put out into the world. And I wanted to start out today by hearing just a little bit about your healing journey, um, where where things began for you and and how you found yourself on that road to healing. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, my healing journey actually started uh, after a divorce. And... Um, I had gotten to the point of just being frozen in fear and could not really function in my daily personal life. I functioned well in my work environment, but personally I was just a disaster. So I uh, decided that I needed to see a psychologist, and so that started my journey, um, and it was a very long journey, and uh, the first therapist said to me, well, there was something that happened to you before you could speak, but it's probably not in your best interest to learn what that is. Well... I didn't like that too much, so it was time for a new therapist. Wow. And, right. I, and I found a uh, psychotherapist who specialized in trauma, and she was quite 
um, quite helpful. Um, so, as in um, in therapy, as you know, you start at one place and you end up way someplace else. Right. So <laughs> it was uh, it was quite it was quite the journey. Yeah. And one yeah. I do not regret. Man, that's really fabulous. Yeah, uh, thanks for sharing a little bit about uh, about what has kind of instigated. And I think for a lot of um, a lot of us, we have a turning point. Very similarly in my journey, it was when I too was going through a divorce, and I had one of those oh shit moments where I was kind of looking at my life, going, "Man, if I do not change something like right now, right." And um, and I loved what you modeled there. Um, I just want to reiterate what you said there about you know noticing that the person that you were working with, the provider that you were working with, was not um, really up to the task of supporting you and meeting your needs, and that you were able to step away from that and seek out somebody who could. And I think that's just a really great message to highlight there because I know for so many survivors when we're in this journey, we're trucking along, we're counting on people to guide us and mentor us and and know what they're doing. (laughs) And we have, because of abuse and trauma, sometimes a hard time trusting ourselves and trusting our instincts. And and so just for those of you who are listening, I just really want to take, I want to encourage you to, you know, take a note from Rebecca's book of if you're not feeling like you're getting what you need from the person who's um, you know, you've hired, feel free to look around. You're not tied to that person. You're not obligated to remain with them, um, you know, ad nauseum. So so you find yourself going through what sounds like some pretty tough healing work and that you were working from the place of, like, recovered memories, is that, or, or looking at things that you didn't have kind of a full sense of exactly what happened, is that fair to say? Yes, and um, my therapy really didn't, um target my sexual abuse until much later mm-hmm. um i was uh, uh i had started therapy at the age of 40 and uh the sexual abuse was not identified until i was 58 but what happened is that i uh experienced um uh physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the traumas that were that are associated with sexual abuse right. without having named it. Yeah. And so it was the trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Um and there were two really important points uh in uh, my healing journey. One was the first one to seek help, and, but also later uh, in my journey, I wanted to learn more about uh, the healing arts, the alternative mm-hmm. healing arts, uh, um, because of my belief that we have to heal ourselves and rather than always having somebody working on you, it's, um, I felt that I would be more empowered if I worked from the inside out. Hmm. And yeah. so um, 
I started a, I took a three-year healing arts class on, learned multiple modalities of energy healing, and that really helped me um, own my recovery. And nice. so... It's important. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very important, very important. I love that, you know, taking ownership of our healing and, you know, really seeing ourselves as the author of that process and not being um, passive about it, but being very active in that in seeking out what feels right for us, what feels like a good fit, combining modalities, right, having whatever little soup of, <laughs> you know, things that we put together that makes a difference. And I'd love to hear a little more specifics about the different modalities that you kind of dug into and explored that ended up being of real benefit to you. Uh, well, the first one was uh, massage therapy. This was actually suggested my, by my psychologist, my trauma specialist. Um, and, you know, it was it's clearly the body-mind connection because our bodies hold our memories. And my body, when I st first started massage, was just like a wall of concrete. Mm. Um, and... So that was the first, and then I moved on to acupuncture. Um, uh, I had a medical intuitive who could read my energy, um, and uh, also energy healers who uh, could um, assist in the movement of the energy in my body so that I could unblock uh, what my body was holding so tightly on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you know, for some of our listeners, there might be questions coming up like, what is this energy stuff she's talking about? Like, I just want to be practical and I want to... <laughs> It needs to be scientific or whatever it might be. Um, I think a lot of times people question or are leery of these sorts of um, modalities that aren't necessarily grounded. Well, that's not even really fair to say. The perception is that they aren't grounded in um, something kind of scientific or um, you know, like psychology-based. Did you find yourself at any point, you know, kind of questioning or wondering about it? And if so, how did you navigate that? Uh, actually, I never did question it. Um, for example, in... Uh, acupuncture, and I think all of the energy work that I had was really sort of off of that, um, that's an ancient healing art of over 5,000 years. Uh, the Chinese have been using acupuncture for healing, and it's to um, move the energy in our body and uh, through the meridians, and um, it's extraordinarily powerful and really can um, assist not only in your feeling more free, um, but also in healing things like colds. Mm -hmm. So um, I think for people who have some concerns or doubts about alternative medicine, um, give it another look because 
um, it real, there can be really profound um, healing experiences. Um, but just like uh, in your selection of a psychologist, you need to use your discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So you go through, you know, some traditional therapy, you go through using some of these other um, alternative modalities, and I actually, like, more and more these days trying to get away from even calling them alternative. <laughs> They're just all modalities. Right. Um, boy, that language is still so strong in there. You use a, a, a variety of different modalities to support you in your healing. What was it that made you decide to write a book, and why poetry as opposed to a memoir or, you know, something like that? Well, um, actually, my decision to write a book came very late. Um, I just, uh, for the first time, started writing poetry in 2009, and it just came. And then what I found happening was that I would be awake in the middle of the night and these lines would come to me, so eventually I just caved in and went to my computer and I wrote until the lines stopped coming. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, what happened is that I gathered over a hundred poems uh, that I had written in the middle of the night. And then I put the poetry away for a year and then finally decided um, that my journey would not be complete unless uh, I published my poetry because I did realize it was about my healing journey mm-hmm. and that it would be helpful for others uh, to know that they're not alone and also to know that they can be successful in moving from being a victim uh, to being a thriving whole person. Mm, Beautiful. Um, so, um, so, so it sounds my, like you had just kind of like this majestic, like a download of like poetry, right. like it just was coming to you and coming to you and coming to you. It wasn't even necessarily like I'm going to sit down and write, but it just really was this this opening that happened for you, where all of these yeah. words and images and messages were coming, yeah, over the course of a time. Wow. So, can I put you on the spot and ask you to read something for us? Uh, sure. Um, Wave Rider. I ride the wave, I ride the crest of the wave of the new earth. The waters of Gaia are her blood and I taste her sacrament. I ride the wave of my own recreation, challenging my assumptions and beliefs of who I am. My rope behavior and automatic responses transform into reflection and new choices. My spirit knows freedom. I am not who I have been. 
I don't know who I will be other than the wave rider alive on the edge of the new earth. Yay! (laughs) Yes! Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca. I love that. You know, I love that message that comes through and what you just shared there, which is really looking at the assumptions that we have about ourselves and who we think we are. And I think, you know, for sure one of the things we talk about and explore in, in the Beyond Surviving World is really how we come to believe so many falsehoods about ourselves. Um, as a result of abuse and trauma, and uh, how so much of this healing process is really about unlearning those messages and opening ourselves up to this new vision of who we are and who we could be. And even if there feels like, you know, there's some unknowns there and we're not quite sure, feeling okay with, you know, letting go of the, the old messages even as we discover what's new about who we are. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, we carry a lot of baggage, not only of our own, but also out of the social network. Mm-hmm. Mm. Say a little more about that. Well, there are, um, uh, for, let me just give an, an, an example. I just, my latest blog was uh, writing about how we, as women make decisions in terms of having been socialized to gather information all around us. Um, And in my experience, uh, I used to take others' information as what I needed to do. And make my decisions from their vantage point rather than what's really in my core and what is in my best interest. Mm. Because at, at when, for example, when I started therapy, I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even know what I wanted. Um, so to focus within for your stability is um, part of it is an internal process, but also part of it is saying to the culture, this doesn't work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's a a real nod towards, you know, the layers that happen in, in that healing journey. There's the internal evolution, but there's also what starts to happen around you in your world with, with friends, family, the things you're engaging in, what you're putting up with, what you're not putting up with, <laughs> right? And all of those different layers. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What would you say are some of the the key lessons that you've learned from this journey? Um, I think the most important lesson is that I am very powerful and that I am responsible for who I am. Um, And in terms of healing... It's certainly a lifelong process. 
Um, it's and while you can reach places that are thresholds, there's always more to learn about yourself. Um, but also confronting your own truth requires courage and tenacity. And so you really do have to um, have the drive to want to heal. Mm. Mm, I love that. And I know for you, this journey, you said, really started in your 50s. Did I hear that right? 40s. 40s, 40s. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And um, and so I know a lot of um, a lot of folks out there can get trapped in this feeling of, is it too late for me? You know, maybe maybe my ship has sailed. And uh, you know, particularly women who I connect with who are in their 50s and their 60s. Um, what might you say to somebody who's feeling a little bit like, oh, it's too late. I've I've missed out. There's nothing I can do about it now. Well, first of all, it is not too late unless you're dead. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yes. And um, whatever uh, you do uh, to confront your truth will just be so um, freeing for you um, no matter when you start. When you start doesn't matter. How long it takes doesn't matter. You know, you can't compare your journey to somebody else's journey. You need, if you need to start, you need to start now. Mm. And when that is in your lifetime, it's just the right time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Can you give us one more poem as we start to wrap up today? Can we close out with another poem? Okay. This is uh, one of my feminist poems. Women of Now. The veil is lifting. Our collective unconscious emerges from the desert as the moon rises over the mountains. We are the hearts, voices, and knowing of the ancient ones. We are the truth-sayers for those who are coming. We can be silent no longer. Our deep wisdom is everywhere in the symbols and colors and depths of life. We carry the waters that transform darkness into light. We are the alchemists. We are the women of now. The cycle of stones, moon, and blood is just beginning. We move all of our energies into peace, mystery, and oneness. We are the new warriors of truth and power. Our spirits shine through the weight of the ages. We breathe and know from our hearts, intuition, and essence. Welcome the divine feminine in all of us.
Mm. Yay! <laughs> Love that. Wow, power. Really calling forth so much power. What a beautiful reminder to us of what our essence truly is and the power and the energy and the light that we can bring when we tap in to the, the soul, the heart of, you know, our essence. What does that poem mean? That's what I got from that. Does that what does that poem mean That's for you? That's it. That's it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, gosh, you know, it's it's so amazing to me when I hear these kinds of words coming from, you know, somebody who's gone through trauma and just that reclaiming of the the light and the truth and standing in our power and more and more you know, I just see uh, for survivors, when we find our voice and when we use it, we have the capacity to really change the world and change how things, you know, go down out there. So I hope for everybody listening, you're feeling as empowered and inspired as I am. I certainly am. I'm like, yes, I'm a warrior. Hell yeah, I'm a warrior. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, thank you so much for, for being with us today and sharing your beautiful soul and heart with us and your poetry and your journey and wisdom that you've gained in that. Any final thoughts um, for the folks listening today? Um, the only uh, one I have is that you can only heal yourself. And but you can heal, heal yourself, and you can create wholeness. And I urge everyone uh, to begin their journey, continue their journey, and um, create the person you want to be. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for those beautiful words and inspiration. It's been such a joy to connect with you today. Thank you so much for being here and being my guest. I so enjoyed my it. My pleasure. And I want to tell everyone listening to check out um, Rebecca's book. You can get it at your local bookstore or on Amazon. The title is Wave Rider, Poetic Journey from Abuse to Wholeness. And you can also learn more about Rebecca at her website, RebeccaPottFitton.com. So that's Rebecca Pot, P-O-T-T, Fitton, F-I-T-T-O-N.com. And thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in today. Don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources that are available there. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a note if you like what you're hearing. And then join us next time because we have so much more to share. Until then, take really good care of you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.